I think, you know, if you paired, you know, Harden on the court with Westbrook and Ibaka, that would have been a better three to me than Durant. What was that? This is the show that replays the should-have-beens, could-have-beens, and great what-ifs in sports. This is Replay the Down. Welcome to Replay the Down. I'm Tyler Wessel. I'm here with my friends Jason Delarusso. Hey, what's up? And Nathan Adams. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us. While the show may be called Replay the Down, we are not strictly a football show and we'll cover other sports and leagues as well. And with that in mind, today's topic covers the dynasty that never was with the Oklahoma City Thunder. In the 2012 offseason, just months after the Thunder made their first NBA Finals appearance, the team traded reigning sixth man of the year James Harden to the Houston Rockets. Today's episode asks the question, what would have happened if OKC had held on to James Harden instead of trading him away at that point in time? How successful could they have been? Or could it have gone in the complete opposite direction? But before we get into that, there's a lot of current events that really are related to this conversation. Instant replay. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. So uh, this offseason, after the Warriors, the dynasty of their own right, uh, won their fourth championship, Durant and James Harden and Russell Westbrook continue to be in the news throughout this whole summer. Uh, we hear the news around Kevin Durant, who's now with the Nets in Brooklyn, uh, requesting a trade, not requesting a trade, wanting his coach fired, being okay with his coach, wanting to not play with Kyrie Irving. The list goes on and on and on. I might be making a case for your argument later, but <laughs> Kevin Durant remains in the news now saying, I'm going to stay in Brooklyn. We're going we're gonna to go to counseling and we're going to make everything work. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with Kevin Durant is just so weird to me. I mean, what do y'all think about that? You think he's going to be able to to build a contender there with Kyrie, or is this just going to be a disaster kind of it has been the last few years? What do you think, Jason? No, definitely not. I mean, he, he, <laughs> there's no way. I mean, you know, Kevin Durant wants things his way. And uh, with that situation there, he's been asking out for the whole summer. Hasn't got his way yet. It's not going to be happy going into the season. He wasn't able to coexist before. It's not going to happen now. How about you, Nate? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced. Other guys, I think we might be in agreement on this one. This make for a very uh, enticing uh, podcast debate. <laughs> um, but no, um, I don't think that the Nets are going to be able to do it with uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and even if Ben Simmons comes back. Um, I, I was just about to ask, what do you think? Do you think yeah. Ben Simmons is ever ever going to come back? Sure, but yeah, no, no. he's never going to play, right? I think he might. <laughs> I don't think it's going to matter. Um, the East has it's too loaded. Whether it's Miami, Milwaukee, you know, I'll be a homer and say the Cavs, but you can continue to go on. Billy. There are many, many teams that are as good. Um, that give them a run. That nah. Austin just added some pieces as well. It's interesting, and and with all this going on, we just thought it was really appropriate that this is the topic we talk about right now. There was so much talent on that team. Jason's going to give us a little background, but just how much talent they had at such a young age and how successful they were early and what could have been. So Jason, tell, give us a little background on how good this team was and, and how it was built. Well, initially, everybody, coming from a Hornets fan, this is extremely impressive. <laughs> I mean, Sam Presti, for me, deserves some kind of award for the rest of his life, just championed with a statue for what he accomplished in the first three years he was there. 2007, Kevin Durant was drafted number two overall. 
2008, Russell Westbrook at number four, and Serge Ibaka at number 24. 2009, they got James Harden at number three overall. The trio would be complete. And you know, I, I keep saying trio, but Serge Ibaka was a huge part of these runs and the playoffs and even getting to the finals in 2012. I believe we could stop there and just say, again, as a Hornets fan, how amazing is it that you can draft those three years in a row, those, those players? I mean, it's unheard of. I mean, most of the time you have top five draft picks. It, it ends up being maybe you'll hit on one, but most of the time it's a crapshoot. These teams are just hoping like, hey, we'll just get a whole bunch of picks. And out of these five picks, surely three of them have to be, you know, all stars. And because of that, then we'll be OK. And what I think is really interesting, and I think a lot of sports has to do this, is just the, the factor of luck and other teams' bad de- decisions. Like you had Greg Oden taking the number one overall pick instead of Durant. What would the Blazers look like with Damian Lillard and Durant together? And then you had Russell Westbrook. You had the Heat taking Michael Beasley over him. And, and then Ibaka dropping to 24. It's just like, there's a bit of luck that goes into it, but there's also, he did an amazing job of making the right picks for sure. I was going to say, yeah, you could call it luck or you could say you have to have a good scouting department maybe um, and just say simply whether they're, you know, all a bunch of first round picks or even late round picks, like what it doesn't matter where they are in the draft. Now it's more, I'd say, what's your scouting department doing? How are you drafting? Where are you finding players? How are you evaluating your players? When you look at the Warriors, obviously, is an easy example. The Spurs, what they did uh, during Tim Duncan's years and how they drafted and found talent throughout the draft, I'd say, is, is more critical than, hey, let's put a bunch of draft picks together uh, in the lottery and, and for a couple of years. And just naturally, because they're lottery picks, we're going to have a great team. Oh, 100%. And, you know, it, it, other teams, you know, definitely – didn't draft well. I mean, I think in 2007, we drafted, I think it was Brandon Wright from North Carolina. And I think we got Jared Dudley um, later on because we had two picks that year. Jared Dudley actually ended up being the best pick and he still was, you know, barely a starter. So (laughs) kudos to Sam Presti. (laughs) Yeah. And and Um, I look at Philly, like they were, I think are kind of fairly or not, are are looked at as the process team where they were tanking for top picks and and really Embiid is really the I mean you had Ben Simmons in there but you know you had you had a lot of these guys and the picks just didn't work out you mentioned the Warriors and you look and yeah they got Steph Curry and they got Clay Thompson in the lottery Draymond Green Draymond Green yeah was a second round pick and he was he was a huge obviously a huge part of that team so well and Curry had all types had some health issues coming out right with his was it his ankle? Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember. Whatever, whatever, it wor- it's worked out. So It's worked out quite well, <laughs> yes. Anyway, we'll let Jason pick it back up. Durant, Westbrook, and Harden would eventually win MVP and play in the Olympics. Abaka was named to the NBA All-Defensive First Team in 2012 through 2014. Brooks, uh, he would go on and win Coach of the Year. And his teams would go three out of four years to the conference finals, along with their lone NBA finals appearance in 2012. That was it. OKC in that 2012 finals year led Miami 1-0 in the NBA finals. They would lose four straight in the series, and it would be LeBron's first title. 
It was supposed to be the learning experience en route to the dynasty. The team's average age was only 25, but it would be the last game the core would play together. I distinctly remember the end of that series in 2012 and announcers saying, like, you can't just assume they'll be back. Everyone thinks they will, but you can't take for granted when you're in the NBA Finals because a trade, an injury, just, you know, Steph Curry came out of nowhere a couple of years later. And how the league can just shift so fast, especially in the NBA where one guy can make a world of difference. If one guy gets hot on another team, that's your window is closed. And it just, it's amazing that that much talent and all those accolades that they never got back. OKC had already signed Durant, Westbrook, Abaca to long-term deals that totaled $44 million for the next season. The cap was only $58 million. It would have been impossible to stay under their luxury tax threshold with all four signed. Small market ownership did not want to go past this line. James Harden, along with center Cole Aldridge and two other Fords, were dealt to the Houston Rockets. And in 2016, Durant would leave to sign with the Warriors and win two titles. The following season, OKC would trade Ibaka to Orlando. And in 2019, trade Westbrook to Houston. But OKC never won a title. Yeah, the thing I kept thinking as Jason was reading through the stats and the history was just the idea of like, it feels like a life lesson, right? Life lessons from sports. When you're a part of something great, learn to compromise. <laughs> like when you're a part of something great, take a little less, um, be willing to share the spotlight. Um, or, or when something great is going on, uh, work a little harder, spend a little more, put a little more time and effort into it. Something great, it might just be right around the corner. Um, it just blows my mind that, are there other examples? I mean, I can't think of any any other teams, I'm sure there are, but that we would look back at, whether it's the NBA or otherwise, and say, like, you had three future Hall of Famers. I mean, they're going to be Hall of Famers uh, on your team, and you traded them away one by one instead of trying to figure out how to make it work. There's been other super teams. Sure. But they were all coming right into their prime. They were prime. pre-prime, That's you the big say. difference. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. could argue yeah, that. Yeah, because 26 to 28 is when they, you start hitting your, your prime. Going into 30, you start plateauing. But 26 to 28. And so they weren't even there when they started dismantling them. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. As a Miami fan, like, they only got two titles out of it. And that's why when you look at, like, the Spurs – over a long period of time, over about, what, 15 years, they, they won t- titles with Tim Duncan at the core and, you know, different pieces around him. But it's, it's pretty amazing. You look at Joe Burrow, everyone's like, oh, he'll be back in the Super Bowl. We don't know that. It's, it's, nope. not, a good, it's not a good track record for, for quarterbacks who lost the Super Bowl <laughs> the next year. Mm-hmm. And you just don't know. Let's jump into the different scenarios and what we think may have happened if OKC hadn't traded James Harden in 2012. The Optimist Replay. So, uh, resident optimist here, if Harden isn't traded in 2012, uh, the OKC Thunder run it back. They learn how to win and they become a dynasty. Before the Warriors become the Warriors, um, instead it is the Thunder that take uh, the dynasty title, the baton, if you will, from the Spurs, another small market NBA team. And instead of it being the Warriors we're talking about, instead of seeing the city jerseys everywhere with Curry on the back, 
uh, we're seeing OKC um, Thunder jerseys everywhere with Durant and Harden uh, and Russ Brook, and they are a beloved team instead of uh, less than beloved individual players now as we think about them. As the saying goes, uh, the sum of the parts is always greater than the individual parts. And given us some of the history of what these guys' career have looked like, uh, man, talk about amazing individual parts, even though their careers are where they are today in 2022. Imagine if they could have figured it out. And I think they could have and would have figured out how to play together, how to share the metaphorical in literal ball. Uh, in Oklahoma City, they would have been a great dynasty, replacing the Warriors, replacing the Spurs, taking on LeBron in the East, whether he's playing for the Heat or the Cavs, that they would have dominated the West, won multiple NBA finals. And that would, of course, have required Clay Bennett, uh, the primary or the principal owner of the Thunder, convincing the rest of the ownership team to go over the luxury tax and to pay Harden. The max salary he was requesting, what I saw was he wanted a five-year deal for $60 million, just a little more, easy for us to say, but a little more than what OKC was willing to pay him before they traded him can, that Can season. we just stop for a second yeah. and, and consider what salaries look like now say, right? contracts yeah. look like now? <laughs> Russell Westbrook is supposed to make almost that much in, in a one year. year. In a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great point. It's Tyler. so quaint. To, to that point, exactly, <laughs> Tyler. Like in 10 years now, the Thunder ownership and the fan base has to be like pretty upset, right? Like pretty like, yes, let's replay the down, please. Like they're going to skip this episode of the podcast because, yeah, five million dollars. What what could have been what could have been? So we've got four amazing players now. I know that we're focusing on a lot on Durant, Harden and Westbrook, but throw in Serge Ibaka into that conversation. Which one of those Warriors teams had four players that would have matched up with those four guys in OKC? I, I think it would have been the OKC Thunder taking on the Heat or the Cavs, whatever LeBron wanted to do out in the Eastern Conference, figuring out who's going to win these titles. And not only that, like what would have happened had Durant stayed in OKC? Who might have joined the, the Thunder just like Durant went and joined the Warriors? Who would have said, I want to be on the Thunder because that's a team that is either won a championship or two or is on the brink of running a championship lebron james would have Le okay i mean hot take hot take <laughs> alert right do we need a siren or something for that i mean that you laugh but the year that i mean that was after the Cavs won the championship so likely not lebron leaving cleveland to go play in okc but you laugh and you jest lebron was a free agent after that Cavs championship he could have gone i guess to the to the thunder but also that year, I think Al Harford was a free agent the year that Durant left to go to uh, Golden State. Uh, Dirk Nowinski, I mean, he's a Dallas guy through and through, but, it, but I wonder... The, the basis of NBA, you know, is team play, but you've always got to have a go-to person. And the other people have got to know their role. You've got to have role players. But the problem with that and that team is that with specifically Harden, Westbrook, and, Dur and Durant, is they've been told since before high school that they were the greatest of all time, and even coming into the NBA, that they are the men. They they are the ones that are going to be the next, you know, Michael Jordan, uh, and getting them to play together, and they, you know, you're asking them to basically do the hardest thing required, which is give up self, you know, be selfless. That is very hard when you've all you've known and what you've been taught is to take control of the game. 
and that you are the man and you're going to have to carry us. And so at that point, you're asking them to make the ultimate sacrifice and, and do it. I mean, they could have probably coexisted for another year. But, but I wonder also, and perhaps maybe more uh, realistically even, the, to help the Thunder get over the hump, what if Scotty Brooks is fired a year earlier, not in 2015 to bring in Billy Donovan, but instead is fired in 2014 to bring in Steve Kerr to help with the spur way? He would have taught them how to play together about sacrifice, how to move that ball around. Maybe it wouldn't look the same as it does in Golden State. But we'd be talking about, indeed, the greatest trio to ever play. And if Serge Ibaka is staying there, then we're really talking about the greatest foursome or really the greatest team as the Thunder would have won multiple championships. And I think we would be arguing and others would be arguing in the conversation of who's the greatest of all times, not just Jordan or LeBron or Kobe, but instead we'd be inserting Durant's name in there, which we do not do obviously today. But if Harden had not been traded, they'd have gone on to win multiple championships and we'd be saying, Kevin Durant, OKC, greatest of all time. I mean, I don't think it's a long-term solution. I mean, Kerr, I mean, Kerr has not been known for, you know, keeping chemistry together, even if he was to come. So how about you, Tyler? He hasn't? He's not known for doing that with the threesome that's still in Golden State no. today? I mean, making. I mean, but look, there was no, look, as soon as they got an ego in Durant into Golden State, how long did he last? He got two championships. I'm out. <laughs> that we was act it. as I if mean, that's nothing though right two, two championships on top so that was number three for well, Kerr out of eventual four well you compare it to phil jackson my era my my goat coach phil jackson the zen-like approach if you would have brought him in he could have probably kept them together for five or six years but he would have even had a tough time i mean how many how many years did he keep teams together in chicago and la at one level, right, he had a team for three years that won the championship. There was a break, another three-year, and then how many, how many champ was it three again in L.A.? Which is, which is not nothing. I'm not saying that, please. But there's still, like, so we got an extra year than what Kerr did in each of those situations. Tyler. Yeah, but, but you look back at that, like, that gap, that two-year gap where Jordan was gone, like, Anyone who watched that documentary series, The Last Dance, like saw the drama with Scottie Pippen there and and mm -hmm. whatnot. And so he was dealing with that. And then obviously, like the entire time he was in L.A., the whole Kobe and Shaq tension and that eventually broke that up as well. I mean, there's lots of examples. That's another one we'll have to do down the road. Like, what if Kobe and Shaq could have just gotten along, you know? Um, because they were playing at their peak and they had good chemistry and they were the best at their position, like generational talents at their positions. Like they could have had eight in a row, you know, not one, not two, not three. Uh, they could have, they could have really, really, uh, ramped that up. But I feel like this might be leading to your take on this situation. Then. It is going to lead to my take. So yeah. let's, let's go with my take on this. <laughs> The skeptic. A lot of articles out there about this, about the great dynasty that never was in Oklahoma City. Most assume the talent would have resulted in multiple titles and a dynasty, much like Nathan just talked about. None of them take into factor chemistry and personality, though. And I'm going to focus on the trio of Durant, Westbrook, and Harden here. Abaka, clearly a huge part of the success, but I believe it was because of this specific trio that it was inevitable that OKC would have collapsed. 
My first statement is Kevin Durant lacks the maturity to lead a championship team. Incredible talent. No one's denying that. And yes, we know he won a couple championships, but he's had a lot of strained relationships and maturity issues over the years. Let me just run down a quick list. Strained relationship with both Westbrook and Harden. Tweeted out he didn't like playing for Billy Donovan. Apparently he had a bit of a strained relationship with Steve Kerr. Recently reported he wanted both Steve Nash and the general manager out, which is what led to his trade request before he recently rescinded it. He's gotten in a lot of Twitter wars with fans and media. In 2013, Sports Illustrated did a feature on him in which he complained about constantly being second, second-ranked high school player, second player drafted, second behind LeBron. Stephen A. came out and said that Kevin Durant comes off as highly sensitive and very immature. And I think he's right. After he won his two rings with Golden State, he threw him in his critics' faces saying, see what I can do? But in the end, he wasn't the leader there. And in OKC, he would have had to have been the championship leader. And to me, he just hasn't proven to be that guy yet. I think, you know, if you paired, you know, Harden on the court with Westbrook and Ibaka, that would have been a better three to me than Durant. Ooh, hot take. I was going to say, over the three of Durant with who? Westbrook and... Harden or Westbrook, yeah, Westbrook and Ibaka? If you, would have taken, if you would have taken Durant and and traded him that year, I believe that that would have been a long-term for success. Wow. wow. Getting Durant wow. out of that locker room. You got wows from both of us, Jason. Yes. Getting, <laughs> that's, and that's how and I over believe. to the – this is – and I know I'm in a – but out of that locker room, which they did, he went to the Warriors. Like, I will not defend Durant's – musings in his personal lives and that's being that's being kind but the guy did go and win two championships yes with a team that was amazingly talented but man how quickly we're shortchanging him a team that would have that had just lost in the championship to the Cavs and, and how many did they have before one <laughs> yeah one. So they've already won it so they knew how to win it already. and had been to the finals so the, the next year as the, well yeah, so the I Warriors mean, need. I mean, the the Warriors weren't like, okay, I guess Kevin, if you want to come to the team, that would be great. Like they they took him on for a reason. They had lost. Yeah. They needed to get over their own metaphorical hump. Oh, I don't agree. I, I agree a hundred percent. They needed. It was the right time, right space for Durant in that situation. For me, though, what I believe is personally that if you take. Durant out of that locker room in OKC because number one, Brooks was not, I don't believe personally, Brooks was strong enough to keep all the talent and personalities together. I think we're in agreement on that one. Yeah. So if you took him out of the locker room instead of trading Harden, you traded Durant. I think uh, Harden, Ibaka, and Westbrook could have at least got a couple of championships. I really do believe it. Wow. Did we hear about? the Durant drama and Golden State while he was at Golden State or after he was at Golden State? I mean, I think that's... It was, yeah, it was, it was most, mostly after. I think even a lot of this, I mean, not with the Nets aside, but a lot of the stuff you quoted, I think we hear about a lot of this after the fact. Right? How, how he uses social media is a whole other conversation. But um I think there is a sense of we, that's that argument we were talking about last week, that conversation of nature versus nurture. Right. And Jason, I think that's kind of, you know, as you're talking is to say, if you win one, what did it take to win the one? And what are you willing to do or to change to get to the second one? And then and maybe they wouldn't. Maybe that's your argument, Tyler, is 
Durant got his two in Golden State, and it didn't change his perspective or his attitude. I think it or, made it worse. Perhaps. I think it made it worse, yeah. yeah. But maybe that was because, though, he didn't – he felt again as his number two. It was Steph's team, not his team, and that no. was the, that's the perception and how he responded to – how he responded to that. But I mean, I think personally that it, you know, Durant is usually the downfall in these teams. He's the catalyst (laughs) for it. And I believe if you pull him out of that team, you know, going back to my original point is that you could have still made it work. Um, I think the only way it does work though, is if you brought in a strong leader into that locker room, Um, Kirk could have possibly been it and then they would have won a couple. If they didn't, they kept with Scott Brooks. I agree with Tyler. It would have imploded. It would have been just a drama-filled year, even if they had uh, gave them all parity and money and everything. And then they'd been looking to trade everybody the following year just to yeah. get them out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, the whole thing with Durant asking for a trade earlier this summer, like, I was like, Pat Riley, go get him. Uh-oh. And then I was like, oh, but that comes with some baggage. And, and I really started thinking, I was like, is this going to work with Jimmy Butler? You know, two years. Yeah. Two, two <laughs> years and out. Like we may have won a title and is that worth it? Probably. Yes. But it's just like, you know, it would have been kind of a really interesting thing because we saw how he did in Golden State. But like, how would Durant work in an environment, in a culture like Miami or San Antonio where or. We, you know, we have that. kind of the he, new wing, the Kerr's new England a, cut. a Popovich guy. We saw how he worked for at least for a couple of years. No, that's Boston. what I'm saying though. But he, he even had some beef. Like there was some tension with Kerr there too. And, and again, a lot of stuff came out of the fact, yes, he won two championships. <laughs> he also had the best shooter of all time on his team as well. So, um, and, now, and we do a, what if Curry's angles, ankles were better? And what if Curry's ankles were better? <laughs> God. We could do a whole series just on injuries. Yeah, what if we'll do that? Grant sure. Hills. Oh, Grant Hills. We're gonna bring pain you know, to people. Yeah. So oh, yeah. if Penny Hardaway and you know, more folks, Penny. if they could have gotten along. Hmm. My second statement: James Harden doesn't have the work ethic or professionalism to be a champion. Harden and Chris Paul had a good run in Houston, but it ended on bad terms. One source said there was no respect at all between the two. Paul apparently wanted to help coach Harden and was frustrated that he wouldn't listen. And eventually Paul was dealt to OKC in a deal that reunited Harden and Westbrook. At that point, Houston tried pairing Harden and Westbrook, and that only lasted one season. Westbrook apparently was fed up with the diva nature of Harden. Apparently Harden received a lot of leeway from the Rockets for his tardiness and excuses. One former assistant saying he had never been told no before. All this led to Westbrook requesting a trade. Brooklyn then tried pairing Harden and Durant, and that lasted just 13 months. Reports were that both Harden and Durant had issues with each other's approach. Durant took issue with Harden's lack of effort, lack of conditioning, and lack of defense. There was chatter about Harden not traveling with the team and going to Vegas. Similar to Dennis Rodman, but no one could ever question Rodman's relentless effort on the court. According to reports, Durant actually gave a thumbs up to deal Harden to Philly. Over his career, Harden has constantly been criticized for loafing when he doesn't have the ball, putting in minimal effort into his defense, and being fairly apathetic in big games. You mentioned that Bulls documentary that came out during the early part of the pandemic, and right, it, it documented that Rodman trip that you talked about. Like, yeah. what would that have been to like? Vegas. I mean, maybe that's a whole, we play that down. What would happen mm-hmm. if 
that dynasty was 20 years later, right? Like if social media was around 20 years ago. <laughs> so are we blaming the personalities of guys that like Jason, like you said, were, were taught that they're the best all the time or is it anyway, maybe that's a, not a great argument, but I mean, to um, me out of the, all three of them, Harden was clearly for me, one of the best players. I mean, West, what Russell Rusbrook was a great point guard. Kevin Durant had his moments. What year was it that Harden took, uh, took that run in the playoffs and he was great on his own individually and even Westbrook great on his own individually. I think if you put them two together with Ibaka, who was great at defense, like Tyler said, you could have got two or three championships. You, you really could. have. Did, didn't we see that essentially with the Houston Rockets? Well, that was late. Sans Ibaka. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, yeah. I think Harden had to go to Houston to, to emerge. Cause I don't think he would have ever, emerged as this elite player he was a really good guard a really good third option but he was not considered at the time one of the best top five players in the league until he got to houston so it may have taken him getting out of durant and westbrook's shadow whether it was as jason's calling for trading durant away or him getting yes. going to houston i don't know that if he would have even stayed there he would have emerged as this elite top five player i i think if you you had to put the payroll evenly you know some way get them close together some parity there uh brought in a stronger voice you could have ke- probably kept them together with nate saying with uh kerr coming over i mean i think you could have kept them together for at least a year or two um and if you got them through a year or two to nate's point again you would have got what probably at least one championship at least one. And then do they start, um, oh, we got one. Maybe it's worth sacrificing whatever it is, whatever their perception is. It's just mind-boggling how ego can get in the way of success. My third statement is that Russell Westbrook's game is not conducive to winning. Unlike Harden, Westbrook is known to be a hard worker, but unfortunately, he's gotten labeled as a bad teammate, fair or not. Bradley Beal's actually come and defended him, saying it's not true. But people question whether his playing style benefits those around him or if it's more self-centered. I mean, he's averaged a triple-double in four out of five years in his career. But without Durant around him, his teams have been fairly pedestrian. After a long run with OKC, he was then traded to Houston for a season, then Washington for a season, and now LA for a season. All these teams perform poorly with him even with stars like Harden, Beal, Anthony Davis, and LeBron. And now there's tension with the Lakers. And there's been a lot of chatter that the Lakers may deal him. There were some rumors that maybe they'd flip him for Kyrie, which would have reunited LeBron and Kyrie and Harden and Westbrook. And that would have been interesting, to say the least. That's a word for it, Tyler. You'd have a long list of Kyrie's background. I think it says something like, Chris Paul immediately made the Thunder better when he arrived in Oklahoma City and then turned the Suns into a title contender when he went there crazy all three of these guys have been at best questionable teammates and at worst cancers to their teams they've just been too mature or too selfish for it to work it inevitably was going to blow up they had more talent than the spurs but not the right attitude they've had the opportunities to play together after oklahoma city and all of those situations have failed so how can we say these guys would have done anything other than push each other away as they have and maybe we're asking the wrong question. We're asking, how many titles could they have won together? In hindsight, I'm asking, how did they even make it a single finals appearance in the first place? 
I think that's a fair question, except I think we could go back and when we talk, start asking championships and who's won it, it's been pretty limited, right? So we've got the LeBron teams, so the Heat, the Cavs, the Lakers. We've got uh, the Bucks with Giannis. We've got, which is probably maybe the exception to, I think, you know, who hasn't won a title or had a leader. So we've got the Raptors that had Kawhi who had already won a title, learning all what he did with the Spurs. Who am I missing? Um, and so I think, you know, yeah, that that idea of how many would they have gotten? Would it have been hard? Would they have gotten back? I think is is totally a fair question. But we could say that about every team in the NBA at one level that doesn't have LeBron James or Steph Curry playing for them. It's hard to get an NBA championship. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, the Bucks were impressive when they did it with Giannis. So, I mean, that that was an impressive championship run. But he was a machine that year. I mean, absolute machine. Drove them all the way to the final. This is a hard one for me. I'll just say that. This is a hard one. If OKC could coexist, I mean, they, they, they possibly could have ended up with at least a few championships. I mean, easily with the talent on the table. And I don't, I don't think any of us disagree that, like, with the right coach, maybe it could have worked. If they could have put their egos aside, it could have worked. I'm arguing they couldn't do it, and so it never was going to work. You know, it's easy to blame ownership, but I'm going to go back to that and just ask that question of you guys. What do you think if um, Clay Bennett and the ownership team for the Thunder actually offer that deal that Harden wants? Does that change the dynamic at all? Does Harden, you know, I think have a different approach? Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, I, mean, I mean, he stays. He stays. It brings parity. Yeah, I mean, do they, you know, displace the Spurs? Do they? Do they kind of knock them off? Because the Spurs were still, you know, they won a title. You know, they and and took Miami in that 2013 season to, you know, a Ray a Ray Allen yeah. miracle shot to, you know, shot. to, yeah, to yeah. save. To save LeBron and and Wade and and company, but um, I mean, does that approach? You know, it, it, does I mean, because it's easy if you think, and I think hard. I, I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but if you're Harden and you're convinced, hey, I just won the Sixth Man of the Year. We just got to the final. Um, we're just getting started. I need to get paid because I'm I deserve to be paid, which I, th- I think Harden and that part of his career and for most of it is a max level player, and I think we're all in agreement with that. Like, does that change? his perspective that his ownership team does his they don't believe in he don't believe he's a max player or they don't believe that he's a max player equal did abaka get a max deal is that what we said and so how does that change you again that nature versus nurture conversation versus you're right james you are a core player you are worth a max we're going to figure out how to do this we're willing to invest in you and, and then how does that ch- like, we only need Harden or rest we only probably need one of them to like be willing to take a step back if you will from having to be the guy um or feel like the guy does that change do you guys think that what do you jason you're trying to get a word in what do you think uh i i do i believe it changes it i mean because at that point if you're not giving him what he believes he's worth or parity with a baka you've already told him he's not as good as a baka you know he's coming off he thinks he's got room to grow he like you said six man of the year they were you know in the finals he probably deserved the money. I mean, we know he deserved the money, and he probably wanted to feel like he was a part of the team. So I think if you stepped up his ownership and paid him, you could have kept him together, made him even happier. Maybe he would have put up with more Durant stuff. Um, he, they, they definitely should have paid him, though. I think that was a mistake on ownership. 
Jason is not a Durant fan. That is for sure. I'm buying that. True. Sure. I won't hide it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there, there is a, a lot goes into psychology and feeling valuable and feeling desired. I mean, any of us like that's been in any kind of career when we know someone's getting paid more than us and is doing less work, there's animosity there. I think it gives you a better chance. I think ownership was extremely short-sighted when you think about the NBA title runs they could have made, the merch they could have sold, the tickets they would have sold, the parking, the concessions, the local TV rights. Like they could have made, and in hindsight, you're talking like $5 million. Like what a mistake it was um, to let that talent go, even though they did get better the next two years. Um, I would have liked to see if it would have worked. Yeah. Record wise, regular they, season, they were, yeah, yes. Now, I will argue if Ibaka didn't get hurt the following season, there would have been a was that that season or maybe two seasons later. If Ibaka hadn't gotten hurt in 2014, the year that San Antonio just like wiped the floor with Miami, I think the Thunder probably would have advanced the NBA Finals that year. And I would have been curious how that matchup rematch of Miami and Oklahoma City would have gone. Mm-hmm. If Miami would have won, you're probably you're got a three peat with Miami. You're probably not losing LeBron back to Cleveland because he's no. going to want to go for four straight. Sure. And now the whole league is, you know, of course the league is changing again. But yeah, to, to to the original question, like yes, I think being not just told but shown, show me the money, like shown you're valued, shown you're an equal partner in this show we are giving you as much as we possibly can we'd give you more but this is the max contract it does make a difference i think that eventually harden would have gone out i don't know about westbrook i don't know about durant if if they would have won some titles would durant have stuck around i think they still probably want to go to big market teams unfortunately that's just the way like your brand and especially in in today's culture and with social media like you can make so much more money being in a big city it's why lebron went to miami and eventually to la it's why Kyrie and and durant wanted to go to brooklyn like you can make so much more money than you can in oklahoma city but if you had won titles yes i think the likelihood is to stay because everyone had Giannis going to miami (laughs) after his his contract was up he ended up signing an extension, and then they won a title. Yes, and Giannis has proven that you can. Yeah. I think you can convince small small markets can convince guys to stay if they win, but it's tough. I mean, it's it's definitely an uphill slog. Thanks for joining us today. You can follow us at Replay the Down on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Share it with your friends. We'd love to hear your thoughts. What would have happened if OKC hadn't traded James Harden in 2012? That's our show. I'm Tyler. I'm Nathan. I'm not in the Durant fan club. And join us next week as we replay the down. <laughs>